Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 Yeah, we got FM. amateur hour here Today is on The Unwritten Rule. Friday, April 14th. Thanks, Peyton. My first, you played the that's wrong my, promo. That's my first mistake. Or not my, even a promo. That is the first time I've done that in three years of. of I know. It, I, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened before. But, yeah. Oh, this might. It's a mark to my consistency. My Leave me alone. Uh, welcome back to the show. Hope everyone's having a good Friday. Uh, it is. I'm. I'm excited. It's a nice day in Columbia. Um, it's too hot. It, come on. It's like 80 degrees. It's too hot. 60s, 70s is where it's at. Okay. You're, I think you're. I think you need to be grateful, considering the weather normally here is a lot worse. I like the cold. Okay, never mind. Peyton's having. Oh, Peyton is having a bad day today. Yeah. Uh, he has to go do a project after this, which he's not, not a, a project. Not a discussion post. Yeah. Oh, it's not even a project. Something everybody does every day. Uh, yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> I would have had it done by now if Mortz had just gotten my order out in a timely fashion. <laughs> hey, we're not here. We're not here to be the playing department. Me ask all right. Four times for my. Food. Yeah, you know what, Mortz. Banned for the show. Banned for Mort yeah, is officially Wally, banned. Whatever your name is, cartoon Mort guy. Walk, Mort Walker. Mort Walker. We yeah. have banned. officially You're done banned. Here. We're done here. Mort's from the show. Yeah. Mort's is hashtag banned. Kenny, we how's don't your... eat Mort's anymore. We don't, we don't stand for their morals. Yeah. How's your day? It's okay. I just got back from St. Louis. Went to the Cardinals yeah. game last time. How's Cardinals. Genesis Cabrera. Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Genesis Cabrera is garbage. He gave up back-to-back home runs on two pitches. Uh, Kind of stinks over there in St. Louis yeah, right now. Yeah, a little stinky. And I'm not just talking about the city. I'm talking about the team. And they don't sell uh, – they only sell Molina and, and – Pujols jerseys. Pujols jerseys, even though they're not on the team anymore. Yeah. Let's stop living in the I've past. I've seen a lot of Cardinals fans on Twitter say they want Molina back because Contreras has been pretty bad. Ooh. Did Molina retire or is it just gone? Yeah, he called it called okay, quits. Yeah, that's, that's called right, it a career. Right. Um, well, I'm excited. We have a play-in today for the NBA. We're going to talk NBA. That's our start. We have finals picks and MVP – um, did you guys watch the first no. playing games? Yes, you did. You watched part of the second one. I was with you. Yeah, I mean, I watched the was it OKC? And yeah, that was the good one. Th- these teams aren't going to make it anywhere. <laughs> they're getting. I they're, just, like, they're just more more ways to make money. I watched yes. like twenty minutes of the Bulls game. That game was bad. The Thunder Pelicans game was great. That's what I've heard. It was a fun ending. Also, you guys, you guys uh, won. You have you have a victory right now in the Herb Jones saga. Because yeah. he, he messed up. It's almost like he was never that good. He is good. He is good. He is good. He's not. Yes, he is. Um, regardless, uh, yeah, no, I didn't really watch much of the plans. I guess I'll watch tonight uh, because the Bulls are still in it, yeah. I guess. Um, because DeMar DeRozan's daughter um, is gearing up for her finals MVP run. <laughs> no, but did you see the news? Um, what? She's not traveling to Miami. She's not going to be at the game. You, did you uh, see that? I did not see is she, that. Does she have a passport? What? Because she lived most of her life in Toronto. That's not why she's not going. She's, oh, okay. She has school per DeMar DeRozan. Ooh. You know her so. name's Mari? No, it's... it's. Uh, oh, is it DR? Yeah, it's DR. It's DR. DR is yeah. this one? Yeah. I know he has two daughters. He's got new. DeMar and DR. This is Mari. Mari. Just, so, yeah, just bull- Mar. It's just, like it's just his name season. in segments. <laughs> The bowl season will be ending tonight. It sounds like that. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're going by that. But honestly, I really did not want to deal with Dr. DeRozan for four games against the Bucks, five games. Um, so I'm a little bit relieved in that regard. But it maybe, is what I was going to say. Well, maybe if Toronto fans weren't the quietest people on planet Earth, they wouldn't have been able to hear Dr. DeRozan screaming, screaming at the top of her lungs. They, they don't know uh, Mizzou Arena. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Should we bring Dr. DeRozan there? Make her a Mizzou fan. She they, would they just yell, be Cuzzo, and they shoot it. I'm, oh, gonna, I'm not going to yes. say the, the first part yes. of that phrase. Oh yeah, that is yelled mm-hmm. at Mizzou players when they shoot. They, they but... do yell that. It, it would make me laugh in the press box. Mm-hmm. I'd be trying to write, and someone would just scream that from the rafters. It's yeah. funny when it goes in. It's not funny at all when yeah. the player misses. Or what about? How do you feel about the Kobe? I don't think I've asked you guys about that. When, when they, they yell, yell Kobe. Kobe, I mean Kobe always makes it mid free. Yeah, they always yell it after he shoots too. Like the ball's in That's the air. Respect That's for yeah. Kobe so, Brown. I, mean, I appreciate that. I think Eric Musselman's daughter is probably pretty irate right now. Why? Because she didn't get this kind of attention from the media when she would scream at other teams. Yeah, that's because her own father her acted like more of a child than she did. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help. 
that whole staff has a bit of a maturity problem if people haven't noticed shoving reporters' cameras to the yeah, ground. Yeah, they love throwing phones. Is that guy just like a, a communications guy? He's not even like a yeah, part he's of the on staff. the staff. Yeah, he's like Muscleman's like security team. Yeah, no, apparently... he's like he's the film guy. Okay, oh, Muscle, yeah. Muscleman's, the film guy. Muscleman's son is also on the staff now too. Eric Muscleman. Don't we love nepotism? Yeah, his crony deflates the basketballs before they start playing. That's right. what that guy does. Uh, oh, it, Tom Izzo's it, son. It winds up affecting Arkansas's shooting more than their opponents then. Right. Because they can't shoot. Yeah, good point. Ricky Council the fourth, though. Good story. Not really. <laughs> but anyways, back to the NBA. Uh, yeah, it's... Sorry, what, were you continuing that or were you just transitioning? I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about the play-in game. But I'm just exci- I'm really, really excited for the playoffs. I think well, I'm sure your team's really good. I was going to say, I did tweet today is a 4-1-4 day. In the air, it's the, the area code of Milwaukee because it's uh, April 14th. So I did tweet the a video of the Bucks fans from the finals, and it got me really excited. I'm wearing my my champs shirt. Shout out Kenny. I was gonna say um, who got that for you? Yeah, Mr. Van Doren did. I wear it all the time. Um, got, it got a stain on it the other week. I got really scared that it was gonna wow. stain. I got it out. I got it out. I was very relieved. Um, that's, you still have my Jose. That, that was a cool Kenny. story, bro. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of uh, jerseys, <laughs> uh, Kenny has gotten for Knowlton. Tyler Hero's in action tonight. Yeah, he, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, gave yeah it that, away. that jersey. Well, I didn't give it away. What do you mean you get, didn't give it away? It. it got lost in circulation. Wow. It's t- you have so many women, as Kenny is implying, <laughs> that you just don't even know who has it. You say it's lost in circulation. No, I, I was saying that because it didn't get given away. Get it a was... load of the, the what would you call it? What would Lady you call killer? it? Lady killer over here. Okay, we're moving on. Hey, that, that, that's fitting. Who, who lived on your street in Milwaukee in the 80s, in the 60s or something, the 60s, 70s, or Okay, 80s? moving on. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, it was not the, it was it the was, 90s. Was it 90s? Or the 80s, 80s. And, and also, what's yeah. my dad lady was a, killer? It, well, it just yeah. anybody, wasn't it? <laughs> just a, just a killer. We made a TV show about it. <laughs> Good Netflix special. Ross uh, Lynch played him. Yeah. We're losing yeah. control fast here. My dad was out the night he got caught. It's tough. Um, okay. Got so. the wrong guy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is insane behavior on this Check Friday. Check the Knowlton household. Okay. We're, we're moving on. Uh, NBA playoffs. I'm now less excited for the playoffs and more concerned for – never mind. Um, we got finals and MVP. I didn't – we could do – if you guys want, I, I didn't put this on the graphic that we made. Um, but we can do the Western and Eastern Conference Finals if you guys want to, if you, uh, if you want to pick that. Sure. Just to, just to give your path bracket. to the finals. I can oh, st- I yeah, can... I forgot that it'll be different. I need to look at the, I didn't look at the actual what the playoff bracket is. Oh, yeah, like. yeah. You can look at the, I can say mine if you guys want to look yeah, up go ahead. and pull up your I've so, got it. I did this earlier on Cup of Bro. Shout out Luke Magnanti and Chase Madison. Thank you for having me on. Um, I have in the Eastern Conference, I had uh, Bucks celtics I went chalk there. Little rematch from the semifinals last season, which was an objectively good playoff series. Um, but I think, you know, I think they'll have that rematch. The best two teams in the East, Philadelphia, just does not feel safe to me at all. Um, in terms of, I just feel like they're cho- they're just going to choke somebody. Mm-hmm. I can f- I feel like Mikhail Bridges might just mess around and upset him in the first round. Could happen. Um, I have that in the East, so I have Bucks Celtics, Bucks coming out of that, and then in the West I have uh, the. Clippers, and this is where the hot takes happen a little bit. Uh, if you look at the standings in the first round, I have the Kings beating the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. That I do not have. Three that. over six. Yeah, I wow. I have that. Well, okay, yeah. Sorry, I have paper. It's not enough. Took the higher but seed. I don't, <laughs> on paper, it's not upset. Sheesh! What? Yeah, what's look, next? Look, I have five, score. I'm, I'm, I'm hot next? these takes. Hey, 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 hey! I got Wait, one. Hear me out. Denver over whoever gets the oh, play. I was gonna take. I was gonna take Boston over Atlanta. But really, <laughs> yeah, Trey Young, you're not rocking with Trey Young, no, John not Collins? at all, because he's uh, not fun to look at. Um, <laughs> it's something it's like about the hair. I was gonna it. say, you could, you could say he looks like a lollipop dropping the ground. Um, no, okay, so I do have the king. I feel like a lot of people think the Warriors are gonna win, even though they are the lower seed. I am taking the Kings, and then I have the Lakers uh, pulling off an upset and then beating the Kings, uh, and then kind of. Elsewhere, I have. I think the winner of the Clippers Suns is going to the finals. I have the Clippers winning that series, beating Denver, and then an all LA Western Conference semifinals with the Clippers. Oh God, ESPN would be California teams. ESPN would be very uh, unwatchable. It's the first time I think ever that all the California teams are in the playoffs. 
Wow. Wow. For the NBA. I mean, the Clippers are only like 10 that's years old. That's probably because so. the Kings also haven't made the playoffs. I was going to probably say that's probably the like Kings 20 years. Problem, so. but. <laughs> um, just mine. I also have Milwaukee, Boston. I have Milwaukee going to the finals. Um, yeah, I could see Philly. Like, I feel like they're going to play more desperate than anything else. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Embiid's desperate to prove himself to people. Yeah. Um, they just like but, feel they feel like they won't win. For yeah, some I can't. Reason. I can't. I can't. I can't get to the point where I think they'll beat Boston, um, even though Boston didn't look quite as dominant down the stretch. That's probably why I have Milwaukee over them. Mm-hmm. In the West, I have Phoenix over the Clippers. Um, I have them over Denver too. Uh, I'm just never going to get to the point where I think Denver. I don't think anybody is ever going to get to the point where Denver think they think Denver will make a deep run. I'm going to go Golden State beating Sacramento. Memphis and the Lakers, that's interesting to me. Either way, I kind of think Golden State will slip into the Western Conference Finals. Then I have Phoenix beating Golden State. And then, yeah, Phoenix over. I have the revenge angle. Phoenix beats your Milwaukee Bucks, Jack Knowlton. And would be tough. CP3 gets a ring, as everybody would clearly love. Yeah, that would be great. Kenny, um, out of my my what or my my finals pick? Wait, am I, are, we, are we saying this or no? We're gonna wait. Oh, I was. You want me to do my? I, I already. I, I, I just I waited, waited, but mine. you can okay. say it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna make it pretty easy here. I think this is the year of Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, the the Phillies lost the World Series. Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Uh, whatever soccer team they've out, yep, have the out union. there, the yep. Union, they lost the MLS Cup. They did. It's time for the 76ers to lose too. But there's a it. big reason why they're going. Josh Harris, owner of the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils of the NHL, is uh, steerheading the group that bought spearheading, spearheading the group that bought the um, Washington Commanders. Yeah. So where's Daddy's money going to go next year to the Washington Commanders? This is your last chance to get Daddy's attention before he puts his attention. Can you stop into the calling him Daddy? I was about to say, can we please and stop his calling owner, him? He's the Daddy of the team. He's the governor in the NBA. <laughs> he's the governor of the team. They want Daddy's attention. They're gonna they're gonna go all the <laughs> please way. Please stop doing but that. But they're gonna lose in six games. Um, it's a KD. What did I take? The Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care who comes out of the West because I know I'm right on the 76ers. Did you do? Do you have like a, six games? What's your semifinal? Oh, you my semifinal. Uh, give me. That's what I was looking at. Uh, Philadelphia over. Milwaukee and seven there. Okay. What about the West? Uh, the West, uh, I just took the Suns over. Uh, you could do the. Let's go Memphis. Okay. Yeah. I could okay. see that Memphis Lakers series will be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fine. I could one. see that going either way. I, by the way, I didn't say mine. I do. So I had the Bucks and the Clippers in the finals. I have the Bucks winning again in six games over LA. Kawhi revenge. I have the Suns in six as a cruel twist of the knife. Of the a knife rather to of me? the knife, yeah, because you know the whole Bucks and Six thing. Right. Brandon Jennings, love that, that, love that man, love that man. Did they give him a ring when they won? Probably. That would be nice. I don't know for sure. DeAndre, yeah. DeAndre Golston was at the parade. Fun fact. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've decided to ride my high horse this uh, playoffs instead. Like last time they played the Bulls in the first round, I like was super nervous. I've decided to just be really like cocky and overconfident. That they're just gonna why on run earth through were you play. nervous when they played the? Bulls? I don't know, just just because I like I didn't want to I didn't want to jinx it, but now I'm like the opposite. I'm just riding on my my high horse. I, they have the best record in the NBA. They have who I think should win MVP. Spoiler, and they're going back to the, they're going back to the finals. They have to, they have to. They need one more ring before Giannis. Mm-hmm. I don't know moves on to the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we could ask Rich about that. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, speaking of MVP, we'll do that quick uh, and then take a break. I mean, let's be honest. I think any of the three guys that we have as candidates has a case to win it. Um, we, we all picked different ones. I did pick Giannis. He's the best player on the best team. I think he's been the best two-way player in the league again, whatever you want to say. Yeah, make you're your, wrong. Um, but I took Joel Embiid. Originally, I was going to take Jokic. Um, because I was just basing it off what I thought would happen. But then our good pal Luke Magnanti pointed out a good thing to me, or a big thing to me, rather. Embiid is now the betting favorite mm-hmm. to win. And I think voter fatigue is kind of real. Fair And real. I think 
the amount of NBA players that have kind of been like, I don't think Jokic should win, kind of will sway it a little bit. I'm going to go Embiid. It wouldn't shock me if it was Jokic, though. So, you're, uh, Jack, you're calling a Giannis sandwich here because he hasn't won it in two years. Or three, two se- the last two seasons went to Jokic. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a uh, Giannis sandwich because he won it the year before Jokic. Yes. It's so been... he's the bread. Yes, he's the bread. So he should win another time. We can double that bread. Two bread. Two bread. Yep. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, though. What uh, condiment in the middle would Jokic be? What part of the sandwich is Well, maybe is he... Embiid can be the, the condiment. He wins this one. And okay, then Giannis and then Giannis wins two is the more, bread again. And then he goes to so the he, I like yeah, it. Uh, Embiid would be the pickles. What's, yeah. y- what's Jokic? Is he like the salami? He's the, or the patty. Yeah, whatever. What, where oh, is he it's from? a burger now? Well, I, I thought it was a sandwich. We were where is he from? Fine. Jokic no, is from he can Serbia. Be the... Yeah, a Serbian steak. Serbian oh, steak? Oh, steak yeah. No, noted steak from Serbia. Giannis um, bread. War steak. Ham, ham, pickles, <laughs> bread. There you go. Okay, so it'll be Embiid and then Giannis twice. It's too I'll bad Giannis that. is going to be out of the league in two years. Okay. Uh, but I took Jokic here. I'm looking at a three-peat uh, for this guy. Uh, are, are vote, do votes happen uh, before the postseason it like is other a, sports? It is a regular yeah. season. It's a regular award, season award, yes. so it's already been votes Correct. are already in. Correct. Okay. Or if they're not in, like, the, they won't consider what they do in the playoffs. So, so Embiid can't have, like, a daddy's money push. So he's trying to, you know, get Josh Harris's Can attention. Can you stop saying sure. the word daddy? Okay, they, yeah, it's, a, it's Jokic's award. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, good to know. Um, all right, there's a little NBA. We'll we'll have shows during the playoffs. We'll talk about it. Um, I'm ju- I'm just excited to see what storylines happen. I hope the Kings win. I hope I don't know the Lakers do something wild. It could be fun. I wouldn't mind a LeBron. Would Would you guys be mad if the Lakers went to the finals? Um, I'd be kind of uh, annoyed. Annoyed. Yeah, I'd like it. I would like it. I, I mean, wouldn't LeBron be mad if LeBron is the LeBron greatest player of all time. So I think I, people want to see that. It Facts. would be pretty. It'd be pretty annoying. That's yeah. that's my final. I I, I don't know how I want to feel. I feel as of now, I, I'm ex- I'd be excited for it. I'd be fine with it. Depending but, on who they'd play, it would be interesting. Yes, definitely. Because they, you know, there's they're not obviously the best team in the league, nor are they the worst. Like, I think they could knock off a team in the East. Mm-hmm. Or like a Boston or Milwaukee or Philly, whoever that could be. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll have quick hits. That's NBA. We're going to talk more NBA also on the other side of the break. We've got a packed house of NBA stuff just because it's playoff time. Always fun. Um, we'll come back. We'll do quick hits. It is 318 here in the KCOU studio. Back with Unwritten in just a minute. Play. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Someone said that earlier, and I just remembered. I, I, it's a good jig. It has a good ring. Someone thanked the. Um, director of KCOU for letting them have a show when, what? I was, when I was sitting out there earlier. For letting who have a show? Just them, themselves. They just, the two people on there were like, well, they, they shouted someone else, thank you for letting me have a show. Kenny, thanks for letting me have a show. Yeah. I'm not the director of KCOU. Oh. Or the GM. GM. Kenny, um, you're welcome for Nolan and I brainstorming this show idea. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. name and everything. Yeah. And definitely not Nolan being like, you guys are doing a show? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, quick hits. You're, you're welcome for tagging along. Yeah, yeah. Thank you yeah. You're welcome for ta- you're, you two are welcome for me tagging along with both of you. Anyway, yeah. Um, welcome back to the unwritten rule. Uh, we're gonna do quick hits, fun stuff. Kenny, number numbers. You ever get this? You ever get those? H- Hank, you ever get this? The lottery numbers are. I want to start doing it, but I don't want to steal their segment. <laughs> you no, guys no, no, are no. not barstool. I never. Why said am we I would. blanking on their name? Part of my take. I never said we were part of my take. Yeah. I know, but no you were, he that. was literally saying Hank. Don't say you guys. All I asked is, yeah, all I asked is if you've ever gotten this. Don't, don't put me I, into this. That's all I said. Knowlton, you are not Barstool. I know. Part I, of my I take. I didn't pretend to be. Five, I'm seven, just three. kidding. <laughs> five, five, Did you tweet it? Did five, you tweet five, three, it? Four. Did you tweet it? Yeah, I tweeted it twice. Did you? Yep. Tweeted it. Tweet it? Yeah. All right. Five seven three five five seven. Did you tweet it? Five one three four. Let him read it normal. Five seven three five five seven five one three four. We got any text? Jersey of the week. No, we don't have any text right now. Uh, we got one from some guy saying he's not Dahmer. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jersey of the week. Uh, Mizzou football. New Jersey. Uh, That's a state. Black jerseys um, with the white lettering with a yellow trim on the white. 
Gas. I, I didn't. What, Fuego. What color was the Mizzou yellow. before? It was yellow. Yeah. No, they didn't have a Mizzou on the black jersey. They did. Was the thing. Did they didn't. Tigers. Yeah. No, it didn't say anything. They didn't have any text on the yellow jerseys. It said Mizzou, and on the white jerseys, it said Mizzou. I had not noticed. Like, if you look at jerseys from the Georgia game last year, there's mm. no Mizzou. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I am a uniform connoisseur when it comes to Mizzou football. A, a savant, if you yeah, There's so much potential. This doesn't really do it for me. It's so big and kind of tacky looking. I don't love it. I would. They've had black jerseys in the past where they have a small little Mizzou on top of the numbers. I think that looks great. They should have done that. I think this is too much. Too big? Yeah, too big. Should have been a little smaller. Potential, but it's not there for me. Yeah, maybe it'll look better from far away on the field. Maybe that, that maybe that's what they're I've, going for. I've tried to have that in mind whenever I see new uniforms. I'm like, maybe this will look better from on TV or like. And sometimes it does. Yeah, I mean, like the Tiger script looked great on Instagram, but then it looked even better in person in right. my mind. Um, but yeah, uh, my jersey glows in the, the week, dark. I like how Peyton, does. Peyton kind of hijacked your jersey of the week there, Kenny. It glows in the dark. I mean, it was for I know. conversation. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing. It glows in the dark, though. Does it really? Yeah. That's kind of sick. Does it the really? Mizzou? I can't tell yeah. if you're lying. How do you know that? It glows in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that Ryan pulls. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't glow in the dark. I was lying. But yeah, I was like, I'm pretty cool sure that's me. not true. They look cool. I don't like with them the under, much. Underneath the lights against Georgia. Two years? All right, let's stop talking. That doesn't glow in the dark. It's light. <laughs> let's stop talking about Missouri Georgia games now. Um, my jersey of the week. Uh, Jonathan Tay's home jersey. Uh, that means the red one, Kenny, for the tweet. Mm-hmm. The tweet is um, Oh, I, I haven't seen it. Did you tweet it? Tweet it. Did you tweet? Anyways, um, Jonathan Tay's, it was announced before the Blackhawks' last game last night that he would not be resigning. He's about 50 years old, so it makes sense. Probably going to retire. He had a goal in his final game with the Blackhawks. Really good send-off. Uh, this is more service for myself uh, than anybody else, but yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, his number will be in the rafters one day. Yeah, of course. He, did he win both of those Stanley Cups? All three. Or all three? Yeah. Nice. Um, I did uh, my jersey of the week. I did the Tampa Bay, their alternate Devil Rays jerseys. that have good like choice. the kind of gradient color with the little ray fin. I think these are sick. Uh, the... Tampa Bay Devil Rays fan sided, uh, very um, unbiasedly said in their article. The uh, the headline is the classic Devil Rays jersey is the greatest uniform in sports history. Unbiased opinion there, um, but I just think they look sick. And the Rays are thirteen and zero. What are your thoughts on these five. Rays jerseys? That actually looks good. I, I think it looks good. I think that okay. looks cool. Would um, you wear it in a game? Yeah. Okay. Kenny, I'm not gonna lie. The photo you used for the best jersey cool. of the week that actually kind of wins that looks, me over. That looks, that looks nice. Really nice, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So that. maybe I'll take that back. But, but the the Rays, are, the Rays are also 13 and 0, and uh, yeah, they're really best they're start, the best, best team in baseball history, almost right. I think uh, if they win away. today, isn't it the best? They beat the Brewers record, which makes me sad, but also cool jerseys. Anyway. Uh, spelling bee this week, uh, Mizzou takes on Texas A&M in baseball. Uh, Did not both, go well last night. Uh, both of you guys leave the dock. Is that on the road? Yes. Okay, I was going to say you could listen, but In College can't. Station. Uh, you can't listen to softball this week. Wait, this so this though. is A&M? Texas A&M baseball. Trey Dillard better be on here. He's case, case you, you fool. Fool. Anyways. All right. First name. Justin Vassos. Vassos? You just made Justin? a noise. <laughs> Justin Vasos. Vasos. Okay. Yeah. Justin. Let's see if I can get away with that. We have a Justin J-U-S-T-I-N. watching. J U S T I N. And then Vasos. V A S. No. Okay. V O S. Yep. O S. No. Vasos. Close. V O S S O S. Yeah, that's what it was, but I'm not giving you that one. I was thinking Voss like the water. That's the only reason I thought V O S. Yeah, you were. I, if I had gotten, yeah. if I had done done O instead of A, I would have gotten it. You're more I was going to do double S. You're more of a life water guy. It's okay. I am. I've quelled that addiction though. Next, next name, uh, Brandon Garcia. Brandon. Okay. It. Something is wrong. B R A N D I N. Nope. Ugh. Is it is it Brandon that's yeah, messed Brandon up? Is okay. Spelled that's why I did D I N. Brandon. B R A. Yep. N. D, Brandon, E N maybe. 
might be like E I N or something. E N is like the regular spelling, isn't it? Or no, is it's A N O N usually. Yeah, Brand, heard... It's Brandan or Brandon. Mm. I've never seen Brandan. Oh. Um, I'm gonna say E I N. No. Dang it. Y N. So it's B R A N. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. D Y N, and then Garcia G A R C I A. Whoa. Would you have made us do an Where's accent the if there was one? Uh, no accent. No accent. Okay. No. Uh, Max to bike. Overthink this one too. Max bikes. The bike. The bike. Like the bike. The bike. The bike. The bike. The bike. I hope it's just. Oh, I'm first, aren't I? M A X. Yep. The bike. The bike or the bike. The bike. The bike. The bike. Bikes. The bike. The bike. D. I'm gonna mute you if you do that one more time. E. Yeah. B Y K E. No. Oh. B I K E, please. You no. had the B I correctly. There's only one more letter. Q U E. Oh, no. K? No. C? C. Oh, boo. It's a hard name. That's Debick. Whoa. De what? You're calling De-bick. me a what? <laughs> All right, last name Evan Ashenbeck. Come on, let's look uh, up. E V A N A S H Ashen. E-N, Ashen Bick, you said? Beck. Ashen Beck, B-E-C-K. There you go. Yeah, that was it. One for four. Hey. In 250. Yeah, I got to take what I can get here. I know. As long as we get one, that means we won. Uh, best beats. Um, I'm taking Rockies Mariners over eight and a half runs. Uh, this game is in Seattle, though, so it's not with the altitude. Um, but both the pitchers on the mound have ERAs north of seven. So this Ooh. should be a run fest. J-Rod home on. run. Calling it? I'm adding that. All right. Parlay, Parlay that. J-Rod J- home run. Add that. Parlay that. Hey. We the unwritten rule. Max, do not Parlay that. Parlays. Max, Parlay. Um, J-Rod home run. My best beat of the week. Uh, first of all, let's take a moment to acknowledge the fact that I was the only one that got a beat right last week. John Rom did win the Masters. I missed mine by one run. You did. I don't remember what mine was. I remember looking and you missed it. Okay. Um, that's all I remember. Uh, mine is going to be Boston Brewers plus 370 Stanley Cup winners. Uh, they are coming off a historic season where they set the wins record, the points record, best team in hockey, and you still got plus odds. I mean, it's boring, but it's good advice. Playoffs start like next week. Yeah. So. Oh, you just yeah. cut off. You just cut yourself off very quick. I was. Well, anyway. I thought you guys were going to take over from Puck Noir. Uh, I'm what? doing Puck Noir. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm doing uh, the Thunder plus five and a half. I'm the I'm the cover king. I've declared myself. Thunder plus five and a half against the Timberwolves. I think they're going to win. Uh, parlay um, Shea Gilds Alexander over whatever the points he has are. Whatever betting website you use over. Except don't. We don't Wait, did you gambling. say you're, you think they're going to win? I do think they're going to win, but I just have them to cover. Take, them, take, the, take the money line then, man. Stake okay, your claim. Okay, fine. Thunder money line. Thunder I don't money know what, line. I don't know what it is, but Kenny already It already tweeted. got tweeted. Um, Dirty Birds. Uh, my dirty, dirty Bird of the Week is a former tight end of the Eagles, Zach Ertz. I don't know if you guys saw this about John Rahm. Um, but he <laughs> he said before this is a quote from uh, Rom on Ertz before my tee shot to start the tournament I got a text from a good friend he sent a text I'm going to paraphrase it that first green is looking like a walk in the park right now ten minutes before I four put it to start the tournament so thank you Zach <laughs> do not ever or er, do not ever do that again please. So he almost jinxed him he almost yep. jinxed John Rom but Zach Ertz believes that he deserves a piece of the jacket. That's dirty, man. Yeah. A After bit you shady. almost jinxed him? Yeah. This no. was his tournament to win. He still won it. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz also but doesn't no know all John of the John Rahm could not be, yeah. would not be denied, though. I believe oh, in John Rahm's supremacy. Uh, my Dirty Bird of the Week, Odell Beckham Jr. signed a one-year $15 million guaranteed deal. Uh, can be worth up to $18 million deal with the Ravens uh, in his introductory press conference. He said, I've been doubted my whole life, uh, which is debatable uh but kind of came out of nowhere you'd have to think lamar is gonna wind up going back i don't think he'd go there if he thought tyler huntley was gonna be the qb did you see that mr krabs meme it was like the dizzy mr krabs and it was like lamar or uh odell when he's like doing a route and he sees it's tyler huntley and not lamar jackson dropping back no um but yeah that's my dirty bird of the week odell is a raven raven Uh, My Dirty Bird of the Week is Rudy Gobert. Um, It's Rudy Gobert. He punched Kyle Anderson, for those who saw. He also did that 
on the day that uh, the same day that Joe Biden. Dang it! I was gonna I was gonna oh. add this on. Oh, oh, I was gonna add it on. You're right. I should. You typed it yeah. right as I was started to say it. I ruined your bit. I'm no, sorry. You're good. Go ahead. Okay, Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson on the same day that Joe Biden officially ended the COVID emergency, which means COVID was bookended by Rudy Gobert yep. putting his hands where they don't belong. So. Shout out Rudy Gobert, and he is a dirty bird because one of the say. one of the uh, emblems for France is a rooster. Who ended it? And he's French. Who ended the COVID nineteen uh, national emergency? Joe Biden. <laughs> Sleepy. Sleepy. Oh my god! Uh, best thing you learned. Uh, best thing I learned this sh- this this week, rather. MLB the show is kind of fun this year. Uh, Kenny and I, long tenured players of the show, uh, the game has been so terrible for two years. I actually enjoyed it this year. Uh, Kenny had a game-winning three-run home run with Dansby Swanson like last week. I don't remember the exact day. I think it was Friday. It's a while ago, yeah. But, yeah, uh, good for San Diego Studios for making a fun product for a change. You guys were making it sound like fun. I was like, I, I might download I'm enjoying this. it this year, actually. Um, best thing I learned this week, Dan Snyder is gone. He had three name chan- uh, three name changes when he was the owner of the Washington Redskins football team and the Commanders, and he only won two playoff games. He was at one point the sexy new owner. Uh, now he's a loser, and he's gone. I did like he's unemployed. The, I didn't like the dance you just did. He that. owns nothing. <laughs> he's going to go to he England. He still owns them. He hasn't sold them yet. Yeah, it's, gotta get it's not even going to happen. Uh, the best thing I learned this week, uh, the three highest attended games in the XFL in history so far are all by the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, oh, uh, that is my XFL team. Well done, Battlehawks. Football is back in St. Louis, baby. We're proving a point because the Rams (laughs) were taken from us. Maybe if your dome wasn't disgusting. Ratio. Uh, ratio of the week. This one was submitted by Joseph Boudot, uh, former friend of the show, left us. Uh, ben Baker <laughs> tweeted, please, of the show. please cite where He's in the Constitution the that it outlines the separation of church and state. I'll wait. 639 replies, 172 uh, quote tweets and retweets, 11 likes. Yeah, that's poor. It's pretty basic. Uh, pretty bad. little constitutional knowledge there. High school stuff. Read the Constitution. Yeah, come on now. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We were going to have uh, a guest joining us to talk a little more NBA uh, about the Rockets specifically. Future. They're, they have a bright future. Not a very bright present, uh, but a bright future. Maybe. We'll we're going to find out. We'll see. We're going to find out. Good tease. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, it is currently 335 here in Columbia. Back with our guest in just a minute. KCOU 88.1 FM, Good Pit Payton. Um, we just got done with quick hits, and I'm excited because we're talking more basketball. It's playoff time, obviously, but we're going to go a uh, little bit more lottery discussion, talk about maybe the future of the NBA. We're talking Kenny's Rockets, um, and we brought a, we brought an expert to help us, to help us do so. Um, he's the host of Rockets Watch. It's Roosh Williams. Roosh, thank you so much for, for stepping in to join us. I'm excited to talk. we got some good questions for you. I've been going through your stuff, and uh, I've been very impressed just by um, the dedication to this, to this team that you have. And, and uh, yeah, welcome to the Unwritten Rule. Great. So I've, uh, I've covered the Rockets for, what is it, 2023, probably the last five or six years. Um, you know, you can find me on Twitter, R-O-O-S-H, Williams, Roosh Williams. I, uh, you know, I have a podcast with Jackson Gatlin. We haven't done it quite lately it's been a while it's called state of the rockets but we do something called rockets watch which is basically an interactive show um where we host you know we watch games rockets games we host watch parties we watch uh nba playoff games we and basically discuss the rockets every single day right so it's kind of like a virtual little little show that we do every week where we where we talk or every day i'm sorry where we talk about the rockets and then um, for a while, for the last couple of years, I've been doing a podcast for Ball is Life. I haven't done an episode all year, actually, so it's been a while. Um, but probably in the off season, I'll probably get back to that. And that's just a general NBA show where, you know, we interview beat writers for different teams. We interview players, uh, NBA players for different teams, college players that are draft prospects, all that kind of stuff. So 
tons of it, <clears throat> tons of NBA coverage if you just follow me over at Roosh Williams on Twitter. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've, I've been scrolling through your Twitter, and I have some other questions later on about that. But we're, di- we're diving into the Rockets first and foremost. So obviously, you know, to a lot of casual NBA fans, not a team that had one of the better seasons, didn't have the biggest expectations going into the season. Um, but just, you know, kind of, can you give just your season eval on how uh, this year went for Houston? How did you see some of these younger guys develop? They obviously had Jabari Smith. They have Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., you know, Uzman Garuba, Shengun, to name a few. Um, how did you kind of see everything gel and, and develop this year for the Rockets? Yeah, it was a funny season, man. I mean, on, <clears throat> on one hand, you know, it wasn't really – it was a pretty awful season. One of the <laughs> least enjoyable Rockets, Rockets seasons I think I've ever had to sit there and watch, um, <clears throat> you know. From a coaching perspective, just the, the way that they played basketball, I did not like. You know, I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was smart. Um, I, I don't think it was the kind of basketball that really, you know, instituted p- the right principles for young players. As far as how they gelled, mixed bag, as, you know, in terms of a team, in terms of gelling together as a team. But individually, they they all made strides. I would say, you know, Jalen Green, he was not, he did not have the most efficient season, but he really showed you. <clears throat> what he can do. He can score the basketball, you know, he's very potent scoring the basketball. Um, and he did this in a system without a real point guard and without honestly a real system. So everything he did was very difficult, primarily in isolation generated behind the three point line. You know, he's just basically like given the ball and, and asked to go do something with it, which is not easy. Um, and another positive with Jalen green is that he, uh, he ended up averaging over six free throw attempts per game. So, that to me that scales and projects well for the future for when you know the rest of his game fills out and also for when the team actually kind of fills its roster out right he can hopefully be a go-to guy that can go get them buckets he also three-point percentage was just a shade under 34 percent for the season but um from chris from the game after christmas against the bulls until the end of the season he shot 36 percent on i think about seven and a half attempts per game which when you do the math on that it's it's a very high volume so that was encouraging and again all of the shots were very difficult nothing was easy so that's all good. He also showed a little bit more creation average, almost forces per game. Alperin Shingun showed you what he can do. The problem is the Rockets haven't really trusted him with the rock. Um, you know, they kind of relegated him to a role, a role man in the pick and roll. And he's capable of so much more. He had some flashes. He had a flash uh, in January, I believe, where he, there was a five game stretch where he put up 24, 12, seven assists, a uh, couple blocks and a steal on incredible efficiency. So he really showed you that like what he's capable of. Um, he cut his turnovers down. He cut his fouls down. I thought he got a lot better. He still has room to improve on the defensive end. Jabari Smith had a really rough season up until March. And then March and April, he it's like everything kind of clicked, and he started looking like the guy that was taken number three overall in the draft. And so that projects well for the Rockets as well. So, um, and, and then you have the role players, right? Garuba showed you he can be a viable option off the bench, you know, maybe like a 15 to 20, 25-minute game uh, per game kind of guy giving you – energy and hustle and rebounding off the bench. He's also got pretty high basketball IQ. He can can um, pass the ball a little bit better than I think people realize in the short role. Tari Eason, you know, he he's <clears throat> one of those guys that he had some issues finishing at the rim, but, man, you just put him out there and you can already tell the advanced metrics back it up. He, he impacts winning in a positive way. Um, and he plays really, really incredible defense, and that's something that the Rockets sorely lack. So there's a lot of positives to be taken, even though the season was not the greatest. Yeah. Um, you- Looking at the NBA draft now in this lottery, you know, the Pistons, Spurs, and Rockets, really just, you know, they're probably the best odds to take the number one pick. We know Victor Wemnyama is going to go at number one, but if the Rockets land at, you know, number two pick or number three, who do you think would join this young team? Well, I can't tell you who the Rockets would take because I don't know. Um, If it's up to me, though, I'm taking Scoot Henderson number two, no question about it, personally. Um, I mean, I I just think that he's he's high IQ. Look, the Rockets need an engine, right? They just don't have an engine. They don't have someone that you can give the ball to every play and comfortably know, like, all right, we trust this guy to run the offense. This is the guy that's going to run things, and that's how we're going to do it. I think Scoot Henderson gives you that. His handles are incredible. Uh, his body type is pretty awesome. He's like 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", but he's got a 6'9", wingspan. Um, and he's already filled out in terms of strength. He just He's already, like, jacked, you know, like, looks honestly looks like a free safety or something. Um he his shooting is a little suspect at the moment, but he's really strong pulling up from mid range, which I think will project well to other areas of the floor. He may never be like an <clears throat> excuse me, he may never be an elite three point shooter, uh, but I think he'll definitely be capable. So, to me, he he kind of just looks like you know, it looks like one of the best point guard prospects I've seen probably since John Wall or Derrick Rose. 
So he's got that, that type of fast twitch athleticism, that type of explosion. He can get out there and transition. He makes really good reads and pick and roll. He, he, he's got high IQ, man. And when you're a point guard, all other things aside that I've already mentioned, the missing piece is you've got to be able to process what you see on the floor in real time and make the right reads. It's like being a quarterback, you know? Um, and so he is able to do that. And that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people point to Kevin Porter Jr. And, and he had a really good individual season, but he, that, that element of the game where he's processing reads, he's just not there yet. And I don't know if he ever will be at like a sophisticated next level. Right. Um, you know, so, so yeah, Scoot, Scoot Henderson, number two for me all day, every day. Yeah. I, I think that's a great eval and that's why he's that good. Cause like to have that ability to do that at such a young age, that just gives you, you know, a really lofty ceiling. Peyton. Uh, Rouge, just going back, you kind of touched on it. Steven Silas, uh, his system never really meshed well with the Rockets at all. He's out uh, after three pretty rough seasons. Uh, who do you hope replaces him at head coach? Yeah, I mean, good question. So the Rockets' primary candidate pool, they're, what I'm going to call their top four, is Ime Udoka, uh, Frank Vogel, Kenny Atkinson, and then possibly Nick Nurse if he becomes available. I think any of those guys are, are good. Any of them are an upgrade. Um, I have a strong sense, just my gut feeling, that it'll it'll come down to Vogel and Udoka. If I had to put money on it, that's what I'd put money on. Um, I think I would – if I had to pick, I think I'm, I would go Kenny Atkinson or Ime Udoka. Um, I'm looking for someone who, <clears throat> first of all, can coach both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, Frank Vogel's very good at defense, but he's equally bad when it comes to offense. Seven out of ten seasons that he's been – a uh, an NBA head coach, full seasons. He was a he coached 38 games, I think, in 2010 to 2011, but I don't really count that. Ten seasons as a full, uh, ten full seasons as an NBA head coach. Um, he's had seven of those years. He's had a top 10 defense. Seven of those years, he's had a bottom third offense. So that's kind of what you get with Frank Vogel. Nick Nurse is a little bit of a mixed bag to me. He obviously had that championship run in, in his rookie season as head coach with the Raptors, but. I don't want to take anything away from him, but I do think he got, you know, a nice little perfect storm of luck as well. Obviously, they got Kawhi Leonard that season. They also added, people forget, Mark Gasol. Um, yeah. And they just had a really good they had a really good roster, man. They had Serge Ibaka as a role player. They had Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. Like, that was a very deep team. And then, of course, the Warriors were hurt throughout that finals, and it still took the Raptors six games coming down to the wire at the end of that six games. So, and then <clears throat> you look at Toronto – They've had issues um, ever since that season. They just really haven't been the same, and I don't know why, and I can't figure out why. There is an aspect to Nick Nurse where he's, like, grinding it out a little too much with his players, overplaying them maybe. Um, there does seem to be a sense of him, you know, kind of having difficulty getting through to some of these players. They do speak highly of him in, the, in these exit interviews, so there's that. But a little a little concerned about what is going wrong in Toronto with, with the Raptors because they do have talent on the roster. Um, so it comes down to Atkinson or Udoka for me, man. I mean, Atkinson has a strong track record of player development. <clears throat> he holds players accountable. He made Udoka holds players accountable as well. Um, and, and then Atkinson has spent time. He, he did a good job in Brooklyn, I thought. He inherited a very poor situation and made the most of it, even took them to the playoffs and, and helped those players develop. But um, I also like, you know, the fact that Atkinson walked away from Charlotte because they wouldn't let him pick his own assistants. I thought that was – I just liked that kind of attitude and that kind of approach. And then – He's been with Golden State, man. So it's like you take like Mike Brown, for example, who as a head coach kind of fell short and then fell out of the head coaching game, went to Golden State as an assistant and then re-emerged and became a head coach again now at the Kings. And you're seeing it seems like he's taken some of those offensive principles from his time time with the Warriors and has implemented them with the Kings, like off-ball stuff, um, creative designs with the offense. And that's something that I want to see Houston do. So I'm hoping that Atkinson could do the same thing if he was to take those same principles from Golden State, especially because you got Alper and Shangun, you got Jalen Green, you got Jabari Smith. There's some parallels on paper with those players just in terms of skill set and talent. And then Yudoka, like I said, bit of a wild card. Obviously went to the finals in his rookie season, but the first half of that season, they were about to blow it up. And then they just magically turned it around. Um, but, you know, he redesigned their, their offense, revamped things, got Tatum and Brown working on the same page again. Um, he holds players accountable, seems no nonsense, comes from the Popovich coaching tree. So there's a lot to like with both of those guys. I'd be happy with any of the four, really, because they're all upgrades over Steven Silas. But I, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd narrow it down personally to um, to Udoka and Atkinson with Nurse as a potential third. Yeah, we're talking with uh, host of Rockets Watch, Roosh Williams. I like I like your takes about that, and I liked some of the stuff that I was just listening to. You said I appreciated what you were talking about, about just honing in on 
individual development at this stage of a rebuild. I, I appreciated those takes. Kenny, you, you had one. Yeah, staying on like the hypothetical track, you know, if, if you were, you know, if you took over as GM of the Rockets, you take over for Raphael Stone, um, and you had just an option to protect three guys on the roster right now for future trades, future moves, you know, who are the three guys you're protecting to lock down the future of this team? Man, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go Jalen and Jabari. Um, and part of that might be biased just due to influence of the fact that, I mean, that's your number two and your number three pick, right? If you miss on those, like, mm-hmm. that's a, ve- a very bad feeling. So, I'm going to go with Jalen and Jabari, and then that, that last one. I like Alper and Shangoon, personally. Um, so I'd probably pick those three. The other person I would consider would be Tari Eason. Um, I think you can find guys like Tari Eason more so than you can with Alper and Shangoon. The flip side of that is, you know, is Shangoon ever going to be good enough defensively to hold his end of the floor? Um, you know, we'll see. We'll, see. We'll, we'll get a sense of how DeMontis Sabonis holds up, for example, against the Warriors here in the first round of the playoffs. But, but yeah, Shingun's talent, man. I mean, I really think he could be like a 2010 and like five kind of guy um, if he was unleashed and, and put in the right system. Um, and you talked a lot about individual growth earlier, even though the results on the floor necessarily weren't great. Um, what do you hope to see out of the Rockets next year as a sign of progress going forward? Next year, I got to see some wins, man. I mean, I just got to see some wins. You know, I mean, they're, they're talking a big game about like, hey, we're going to spend money this offseason. We're going to get some vets. We're going to change things. We're going to turn things around. I got to see it happen. You know, um, you can roll the ball out there and, and win a few games just off the strength of your talent. And they did that a couple times, you know, and they, I guess, deserve credit for that. But at the same time, you know, I want to see cohesion. I want to see throughout Steven Silas's three seasons, I never – Never once did I see an identity that that team had that was positive in any manner, you know? The only thing I could count on every night when a game started was that there was going to be an inconsistent demonstration of effort. There was going to be low IQ basketball played, most likely, and then anything else, like, who knows, poor shooting, you know, and anything else, I don't know. I would like this season, after after this coming season, to know when they roll the ball out there, it's like, okay, I can at least expect this thing to be positive and to work. And if they're able to just do these other two or three things, well, then maybe they'll win the game. So I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> I would it does. No, uh, wins. Yeah. <laughs> wins are wins at I, the end of the day. And, and also, also I'd like to see them make a jump just statistically, you know, I want to see yeah. like one of my goals, one of my goals for this past season was to see them. I didn't expect them to win, but I wanted to see them maybe hit like the top 20, in offensive rating, you know, mm-hmm. top two thirds of the league. That shouldn't be too crazy. Um, they, they fell miserably short, of course. So, you know, just things like that. Yeah. Um, once again, if you're just listening in, uh, we're talking to the host of Rockets Watch, Roosh Williams. And yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on, Roosh, and, and, and giving us some insight. I think you, you have some really fantastic takes, uh, you know, about the, the future of this team and, yeah, the synergy that I think they want to achieve. Um, we'll see if they land Scoot. That would obviously be. Huge. Um, I have just one more question for you because we're running a little thin on time, and I'm I'm audibling away from basketball because um, just I, I was really curious. I was going through your Twitter, and obviously you've worked with Kenny a little bit. Um, I saw your pin tweet with Mac Miller, and you used to you used to to rap and, and be an artist and stuff. And I just really want to know, out of pure curiosity, what was it like to kind of share the stage with him a little bit and just you know be around him and 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 be involved in the music game in general. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, th- <clears throat> first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, um, you know, that clip that, that you're talking about on my on my timeline is yeah. from February of two February of 2011. So that was 12 years ago. I did two shows. I did two shows with him, one in Austin. That that clip is from Austin and then one in um, Oklahoma City a couple days after that. It was Valentine's Day in Oklahoma City, 2011. And then a couple days before that. So. It was crazy, man. I mean, it was surreal. Like you could see from the clip, <clears throat> obviously, like kind of the vibe from it. But I mean, I remember that Friday, that Austin show was on a Friday and the line was around the corner. He sold it out um, and it was just wrapped around the corner. And I don't know how old you are. I don't know, like if you remember his old crew, you know, like Tree J and all those guys. Um, but they were all there. We were all in the green room. And, you know, he was a kid, dude. I was yeah. 21. I was 21 at the time. He was 19. So he was just touring off of kids. If you remember that mixtape. So that's what he was. That's what the the album or the mixtape he was performing at that show. And, um, 
he was just starting to get big. So that was his first show in Texas, or that was either his first show in Texas or his first, like he had done one in Houston, I think like the night before or something. And then, you know, Austin was the next stop. So he was, he was hitting Texas for the first time. It was his first major tour, you know, and I got to do those two stops with him. He was super nice. They were, I remember we were, we were eating pizza. Um, (laughs) You know, he was like, he was really busy. So like, we didn't sit there and like have like an in-depth conversation or anything, but like, I was just kind of there hanging out, you know? And, um, it was just a bunch of college kids, man. We're just like, we're just basically college kids, just kicking it, ripping a show, eating, having fun. I, I, I didn't go, I didn't go out with them or party or anything after the show. But I mean, dude, he had, he had like, I mean, he had girls like screaming. It was, it was insane. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun, man. I'll never forget that. That's Rest awesome. Peace, Matt That's awesome. Did you have uh, Kool-Aid with that pizza by any chance? No, we didn't. We did not. <laughs> and the, the pizza was uh, freshly ordered. It was not frozen. Not but, frozen. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. And then, like I said, you can tell like from the stage, like the stage was packed. He had all his boys, you know, that was back when his, his squad was like, his entourage was his actual like friends from high school. Right. right. You know? So like, like those are all those people. If you, I don't know if you remember that era. Um, I forgot it was, I think one of his, I think one of their names was Q. (laughs) There was the dude with the long hair. I forgot his name. Um, so yeah, man, it's a it's a fun memory. That's why I keep it up there. It's nice to just kind of go back and look at it every now and then. Yeah, that's awesome. I just had to ask about that when seeing about that. And um, Roosh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. That's the host of Rockets Watch, Roosh Williams. Uh, do you want to say your Twitter one more time for people to follow you before we uh, end things off? Yeah, man. Um, by the way, this is you guys go to Mizzou, right? This is Missouri. Yes, Missouri. Missouri. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Mizzou. The Tigers used to be Big 12. I'm a Texas Longhorn alum, so okay, we used yeah. to have some battles. There you go. Mm-hmm. We used to have some battles back in the day. But, um, yeah, my Twitter is R-O-O-S-H Williams, Roosh Williams. Um, go ahead and follow me, man. And, and, you know, if you need anything when it comes to the Rockets, I'm your guy. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Thank you so much, Roosh. Uh, everyone <laughs> go follow him. Check out his stuff. And uh, for that, that's the Unwritten Rule this week. We'll be back next week with more NBA playoff stuff, quick hits as usual. And, everyone, yeah, enjoy your weekend and take care.